RadioInfluence.com. everyone and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on drums and Damn. beans beans you're back to, to normal Frankie Val I was so enjoying the sunglasses uh Val it adds a little it adds a little attitude maybe I'll put the sunglasses back on whenever I have to say something saucy <laughs> Frank started the show wearing sunglasses and everyone could see his monitors in, in the reflection and it actually says there are a couple, <laughs> somebody in the chat said, hey, Frank, is that lingerie photos of Nancy? <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> he enjoys that. Yes. Her, her, her cleavage is my background to my desktop. Shush. Just shush. All right. I'll put the glasses on and prove it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start the show because there is a ton to talk about. We're going to start uh, with January, the January 6th Ray Epps transcript, which I told you was basically like how how the, the most supreme example of a committee coaching a witness through their testimony. Oh yeah. Right? Ray Epps, um, Rahim Kassam read the whole thing. Um, it reads, he says, like an exculpatory public relations effort replete with assistance from committee members more concerned with helping Epps clear his name than getting to the bottoms of his actions that day. But Epps' interview was even stranger than the CYA cover your, you know, your Patukas attempts. Um, Schiff, Murphy, Aguilar, and Kingsinger were president present during the interview. Um, he directed Antifa. It was a father-son trip. He said he originally refused to go, and then his wife convinced him that there would be trouble, and then he decided to go for his son. Um, tourniquets. If any of you take tourniquets on vacation with you, please let me know in the comments because tourniquets don't sound like my idea of a great vacation. And yet by page 15, we learned that Epps was texting someone named Nathan Jones for tourniquets, combat gauze, and breathing tubes. Siri. What was he doing? Why were or you asking for this, says the transcript. Was this for January 6th before you headed to D.C.? He says, this is before I left, and what I was asking for is because of all the things going on in the country at the time, I thought, you know, something could happen there. I was hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. Anybody else who did that is in jail right now. I mean, they used evidence just like that to convict people on, on sedition charges. I'm just saying so that goes on i'm going to put it in the show notes for everybody but here's what matt gates is doing and i'm i'm saying this whole committee thing that happened last week so far like i said and you said is looking to be a wonderful wonderful can thing. we get answers on j6 can we get answers on this can we get answers on that one of my favorite members of congress is thomas massey and the fact that he's going to be on this new committee really gives me hope matt do you anticipate allowing the dogs to be released, if you will, against this fourth branch of government. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy told us he's going to get the evidence out in front of the American people, and that means releasing the 14,000 hours 
of tapes that have been hidden that I think would give more full context to that day rather than the cherry-picked moments that the January 6th committee tried to use to inflame and further divide our country. So, yes, I do believe that part of this deal is a concession that we are going to get the truth out in front of the American people. And you know what? Kevin McCarthy could have, in his victory speech, just said, well, the government is weaponized, but he was very specific in his language. He talked about the weaponization of the FBI specifically. His willingness to do that with particularity, I think, shows that he's ready to lower his shoulder and to get into this fight that so many Americans expect us to be in on behalf of the civil rights that we hold dear. And contrast that to Paul Ryan or Boehner, who never would have done. How old was Charlie Kirk when Boehner was speaker? Like six? Oh, like seven. (laughs) I remember Boehner. I was at a dinner at CPAC, the, the Reagan dinner or whatever their presidential dinner is. And Boehner was the speaker at the time, and he was crying during his speech. Well, he cries all the time because he's usually drunk. Oh. I was uh, he, he was the he was the first he was the first speaker when I when I really started paying attention. He's he's the the first speaker. I did the, no no no. no I did, well, Eric you were seven, Cantor. so you know. Yeah, I, who was who was before Boehner? Cantor. I'm gonna have to find out. I'm I'm just forgetting about it all, but I I remember somebody in the chat's got to know who was the speaker before Boehner. I'll I'll find a list of speakers. You keep going. All right. Well, I mean, here's the thing: couple different things. Like someone in the chat saying how how much of that has been deleted already. We don't we don't really know. Like who knows what Schiff and Swalwell and all those guys did on their way out with all this. Like you know whoever who's on this committee did with stuff. Who knows? I I question what this is going to do to the. Um, to the cases. There was no Cantor. Who was Cantor? When, Cantor wasn't he in the DOJ? Oh, he was. A, oh, he was an FBI. No, he was an FBI director. Cantor. Somebody. Eric Cantor. Where? Who? Where did he pop up? I've got Denny Haster. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was. He was all. Uh, he was controlled through Cointel. Lawyer, for, former politician, represented Virginia's seventh conditional district in the House. A Republican. House Minority Whip and House Majority Leader from 2011 to 2014. I can't believe Haster was there until 2007. Then you have Nancy from 2007 to 2011, John Boehner from 11 to 15, no, 11 to 17, Paul Ryan from, wait a second, John Boehner from 2011 to 2017, Paul Ryan from 2015 to to 19? What's that overlap about? There's somebody with something wrong. Okay, anyway, that's all I have. All right. Well, that's fine. Um, what is this going to do to the cases that are ongoing right now where they can't get their hands-on footage that they need? I'm curious. If they do really release 14,000 hours of footage, what that's going to look like for those people. Probably very exculpatory. Very exculpatory. One thing that I wanted to touch on before we go to Missouri v. Biden, and then we're going to get into... The new studies that have come out about the Pfizer vaccine, two of them, and some clips and stuff surrounding that. Um, I don't know if I sent you this video last night. This woman's name on the screen right now, if you can see it or if you're just listening at home, is Teal Swan. Now, a lot of people uh, probably don't know who Teal Swan is because she's more of a new age spiritual kind of person. Um, But she doesn't really... It's hard to explain her. She's very logical and very smart, and she has a lot of interesting things to say about a lot of topics. 
Um, so a lot of the people who are Christians out there are probably like, ooh, get the devil off the screen. Don't play this. Don't talk. You know what I mean? I just want you to, to, to look at this for what it is. It's not about necessarily you subscribing to what Teal Swan believes. It's more about the fact that her crew, she's a, got a, a 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube. Her crew is more of the left just by default because that's a lot more of the left. There are some you know, right-leaning folks that listen to Teal Swan and follow what she believes in. But the reason why I'm telling you this is because let me just play this real quick. This is what she did two days ago. Hey there. I do this episode today with a heavy heart, knowing that I'm stepping out on a limb by doing it because anybody who shares a viewpoint that contradicts the current in-style social narrative is immediately branded a villain. These are strange times indeed within human society. The current trend within society is wokeness. And this should make a spiritual figure like myself very, very happy. After all, awakening is a virtue. Society is served by people being aware and well-informed. It's served by people being actively attentive to and also responsive to important societal issues. But alas, I am not happy. <laughs> because the woke movement is not what people think it is. It is not wokeness at all. And she goes on for the next 16 minutes to do the most comprehensive, well-reasoned, meticulous analysis of what we're doing right here in the society that I've ever heard. It is brilliant, but that's not even why I'm showing you. It's the comments, Frank. It's the comments. I saw some of those. Yeah, if you look in here, I'm just bringing this up. One person says, never in a million years did I ever think that I would be aligning with conservatives on hot button issues, but these days mainstream opinions are insane. You literally said all the things I've been thinking for a long time, says another commenter. We need to all take responsibility and have the courage to live in our authenticity, even when it's not comfortable. By going along with things that are uncomfortable for us, we're creating the world as we don't want it. Now, this, I mean, these comments, I've been waiting for someone to talk about this. I felt this way. I feel a little less crazy after watching this. I can actually explore my own perspective and, and hold it when it comes to personal truth. Um, it's refreshing to see that I'm not going crazy. I need to start resonating more with the other side, but I never thought I'd agree with them. It is phenomenal. It is nobody, there's nobody attacking her and telling her that she's out of her mind, that she's nasty, that she's mean, that it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's an, it's an example of, of again, on a larger scale, because it's not an individual. Uh, it's it's more of a, a group phenomenon going on in this, in this case, where you have to save yourself. In this case, one person in a group. So uh, this woman, Teal, uh, she is a member of, of this, this little society, this little online community over there, had the ability to give everyone else the permission to let themselves come out and emote this way. Yeah. Obviously, everybody's been thinking this and wanted to and, and wanted to uh, express these thoughts. But you get completely arrested by group mentality and, and not wanting to offend anybody, step on anybody's toes until somebody, some Spartacus stands up and does it and does it and all of a sudden you have permission to say it and, and and it really it really requires somebody from the inside of a group to do it and give everybody else permission uh, it, it's it's not it's someone like us no is right not going to work it's yeah. not gonna work 
Yeah, like this comment. This was really good and it hit a lot of old patterns of mine that I'm not proud of, but I'm very glad I learned the lessons of and have moved on. I was hurting for so long and struggled with that hurt and the wanting people that people have hurt you or that are behaving like the people that hurt you, wanting them to change and trying to shame them into it. That was me for a long time. It's not an authentic change. It never heals. It's a distraction until you take the opportunity to make the changes for yourself that you need. Um, Villainizing diversity, people that have different views from our own, only prolongs the search for compatibility and keeps people stuck longer in a viewpoint they may have moved on from because of identification and trauma from being villainized. I'm sorry I ever did it. It was a huge waste of energy and time, caused me tons of turmoil. What you focus on really gets so big, you'll see it everywhere. That's what one commenter said. Now, see, and now it comes back around to the analogy I always bring up of the wrecking ball and the scalpel. Who is going to be the surgeon? Who is going to be the surgeon at this point to to reintroduce concepts that have been long since abandoned because it was always all the all the uh, the, the the issues of the day have always been boiled down to who is less or more human than the other person instead of finding the commonality that most of us want what's best for each other, but we have always just been uh, set off on different paths of how to achieve it. And those paths usually have been completely dominated by larger geopolitical and financial interests that never want us to have any options that are good for humanity. Mean, uh, meaning liberty affirm, affirming options, free market options, things like that. So who's going to be able to now meekly introduce these these things, these concepts that have long since been called fascistic mm-hmm. and 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 labeled wrongly as evil? That, that This is when we need, now that the wall is crumbling down, we need somebody to come on in and do all of the meticulous work. This is what I kept talking about with Brandon Strock yep. all those years. Yep. So you guys have got to get into education. You need to get into education. People are seeing the scam. It's not it, that's a great thing, but it's not enough for the long term. Right. You have to educate people on why, on why those and what was. Yeah, I'm, I'm civics, civics and yep. history and philosophy. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So Little little tidbit before we move on from this. I interviewed Teal Swan probably 12 or 13 years ago. I think I'm going to try and get her back. I know that a lot of people in the audience might not agree with her kind of spiritual worldview, but she's brilliant. And if you listen to any of her videos, you'll you'll see that immediately. Very the way she thinks is just really something like I listen to her a lot because I like her perspective on things and she gives me different ways to look at different problems. So I'm going to see what I can do. Maybe we can get her on the show. I, it would be an interesting interview for sure. So, um, before we move on and I, yeah, that'd be cool to talk to her. Um, when you were talking about Ray Epps and, um, and, and the, the changing of the guard in the house, did you see speaking of, you know, just adding insult to injury of everything. Did you see Joe Biden giving Ruby Freeman some kind of an award? Yeah, yeah. The si- when was yes. this? This was January sixth. January sixth. I did. I did not know this happened. What? Uh, they talk about salt being rubbed into the wound. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With that that big clown face. It was. It was. It was right after. That ceremony happened right after those audio clips were dropped on Trump's True Social of what she was saying to the police and and the investigators inside of the 
it was come from a an officer worn body cam that they got these clips of audio it's really hard to hear but they put some subtitles with them um yeah that it was something for sure we're talking so. you're talking about a woman who live streamed herself at her at her facility showing everybody that the really though like there's just something wrong about everything yeah. and then on top of that the cc television the cctv footage from atlanta in in that uh which they uh, right which by the way again they only got because they subpoenaed the staple center not for any other reason that was not supposed to be released they that was not they didn't even know it was there frank incredible incredible i'll never forget either watching the hearing while that's happening and there was a congresswoman senator i think or a senator in georgia who was telling everybody that it didn't happen i know it, like we just watched she didn't take anything out from under the desk like completely gaslighting everybody i'm like i think maybe i'll i'll try and find it i i talked about this specifically on twitter and i think my media is light on my profile so i might be able to actually find the screen share that i i did when before i got banned and, and you know tracy going back to this uh with ruby freeman and how it relates to the game plan with how everything is just muddied for us and and we are we are insulted constantly it it doesn't even you don't even need to ascribe intent to be able to say okay well what 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 did she pull out from underneath the uh the, the table at that time it was everything else it was you shooed away all supervision you you said that you were closing down the entire facility. You got yep. the press out of there, and then while everybody was gone, you resumed operation as an independent organization of people working to some end. That the, the, the fact that they were even going at that time when the entire country was shut down is something in itself. And they're giving her an award, just like they give somebody like an analyst job at CNN, book deals. This little freak gets an, a, a medal. It's 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 infuriating. It is infuriating. She literally got one of the highest civilian honors bestowed to her for cheating an election. And you know what? Rem imagine being her. Okay, imagine being her. You have to go to your grave with that secret now, Ruby. You ever utter a peep, you're under the threat of of goodness knows what. For the rest of your life, live happy, lady. Because I don't, they, I don't think she has the emotional intelligence to really understand what she was a part of and how bad it is. I think she believes that this is all amazing and she's deserving of this award and it's a great thing in her life. I really don't think a lot of these people on the ground level have the emotional intelligence to process this. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm back in 2021 here. Hold on a second. Uh... Hold on a second. I think I have it. I have it here somewhere. Oh my gosh, I just saw pictures of them taking my house down. That's crazy. I'll find it. I'm going to have to find it. Maybe we could play it um, Friday so that I'm not taking up all this time trying to search for this clip. But like the senator was literally like, that didn't happen. I'm like, what are, what are, you, even, what are you even talking about? So moving on from there. We got a new release in the Missouri v. Biden case, Frank. Um, the AGs are releasing some of the discovery they're getting from Rob Flaherty, who's the director of White House Communications and an advisor to Joe Biden. So he's the White House, right? The, you are going to love, I think you'll love this because some of this is so bad. These are emails that 
Flaherty had sent to YouTube, Facebook, um, and Twitter, basically mostly with Facebook in this um, drop, he three of them stuck out, and I'll put the link down for you guys to read the article and the entire thing. I've also threaded it on Truth Social and on Twitter. Number one is the vaccine injury stuff that they were trying to stop from from getting out. Um, and, and another thing to know is throughout this entire thing, this guy Flaherty is talking to these companies as though he's the CEO of their trust and safety division or he's the product manager rolling out developments. Like he's literally demanding them provi- provide him information, tell him how they're doing things, why they're doing them that way. They should be doing them differently. He's scolding them as though they're like, he's like the uh, abusive boss scolding his employees about what they should and shouldn't be doing. Um, it's all surrounding vaccine hesitancy for the most part on Facebook, even though we learn a little bit more about, um, about you know, what he did for election integrity. Uh, but a couple things stood out. This one, like I said, is... Um, Hold on. It's it's the Facebook vaccine injury groups and people who are talking about vaccine injury. This this is the one that that really bothers me and I'm scrolling down. Okay. They say this. Removing um he says uh hold on. He scolds Facebook that they aren't doing a good enough job censoring. YouTube, for their warts, has done pretty well at promoting authoritative info and search results while keeping the bad stuff off those surfaces. Pinterest doesn't even show you any results other than official information when you search for vaccines. I don't know why you guys can't figure this out. Talking to Facebook. Then Facebook comes back and says, we're sorry, we'll do better. Like, like an abused child coming back. This is what Facebook replied to him with when he's asking for how they're tackling vaccine hesitant content. He says, as you know, in addition to removing vaccine misinformation, we've been focused on reducing the virality of content, discouraging vaccines that does not contain actionable misinformation, i.e. things that are true that they just don't want you to hear. This is often true content which we allow at the post level because experts have advised us that it is important for people to be able to discuss both their personal experiences and concerns about the vaccine, but it can be framed as sensation alarmist or shocking. We'll remove these groups, pages, and accounts when they are disproportionately promoting this sensationalized content. These are people who found camaraderie with others who had been maliciously injured by this shot and wanted their doctors think they're crazy. They're, nobody will treat them. They can't get help anywhere. They finally get someplace they can go to conglomerate together and talk about their symptoms. And Facebook says, well, you're telling the truth, but we can't have people knowing what happened to you. So we're going to remove your account from Facebook at the behest of Rob Flaherty from the Biden White House. Imagine they were doing this to rape victims. Oh my God. Gosh. Oh my gosh. The, the, yeah. It's it's this is just it this is this is this is the lowest of the low. It really is. Very. This is the lowest of the low. I mean, you can't get more inhumane than that. Um, is that where all is that where all of these these um uh these these uh they they almost look like manuals 
have been coming from lately. Yeah. I saw somebody threading on 4chan about this. There was all of this stuff that was put out pretty much like if you're a salesman or a saleswoman and you're going out there, anybody knows if you've ever done sales on a professional level that there's all types of rebuttal books and things that you have to read to be able to go out there and and converse with a, a potential uh, consumer and, uh, and and counter all of their fears and 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 move them back into a, a more manageable position to try to close a sale on them. The same thing has happened with this to the point where I'm seeing literature that coaches people on how to divert attention away from even the worst of situations where you have a, a parent or two parents that are are bringing attention to how a, a child may have died within 24 hours of having a shot administered to them and first trying to to um, to almost like neutralize the situation and keep things favorable in the public eyes for why they still need to go out and get the shot. I didn't Again, see any of those in this discovery, yeah. but I'm sure they exist because, you know, like, look, when you get an email from the White House that says about a Tucker video, remember when Tucker came out about the, the vaccines the first time and he did that segment and we were all like, oh my gosh, Tucker Carlson's talking about these shots. This is amazing. Well, Sla uh, Slavit, who is, Flaherty's underling emails Facebook and says, number one on Facebook, sigh, big reveal call with Facebook and White House today. No progress since we spoke, sigh. Like, they respond and they and they they contact him back and say, we're, you know, the video's being labeled with a pointer to authoritative COVID information. It's not being recommended to people and it's being demoted, even though there's nothing in here that, that, violates our terms of service. It was about when Johnson and Johnson came out with the, the warning about blood clots. That was the video they're talking about. Gotcha. There's there. He said there. Facebook is saying there. He's not doing anything wrong. This is true information, right? Mm -hmm. We can't take it down, but we're going to make it so that literally no one can see it, by the way. No worries. It still exists up there, but nobody will ever be able to see it because if a tree falls in the forest and no one is looking, did it really fall? Still censorship. And that's all that's and, and that exact that is the reason for shadow banning because the, sh the shadow banning uh, aside that which is a lot more widespread than outright than outright uh, removal of people from platforms. It, it obviously removal happens and and um, and after they created the impetus for large scale removals after January 6th after uh, or or that October purge right before the election in 2020, there's always impetus that's created for large scale removal. But even wider scale shadow banning was going on because they wanted to create that that lone voice shouting into the wilderness uh, environment. Right. They wanted to isolate us. Not the anymore. Isolate, the, that's the isolation is the most important thing for them. Obviously, they've lost a foothold in, in uh, Twitter, and that's that's no longer really possible to at least to the degree that they they uh they thought they could but um it's but yeah, something that's... over there man it is something it is a new world on twitter um flaherty said this 
How is this not violative? The second half of the segment is raising conspiracy theories about the government hiding that all vaccines aren't effective. It's not about just J&J. What exactly is the rule for removal versus demoting? Moreover, you say reduced and demoted. What does that mean? There's 40,000 shares on the video. Who is seeing it now? How many? How effective is that? This is not your business, Rob Flaherty. I'm sorry you're a White House bureaucrat. You do not belong telling social media companies what they should and shouldn't do and how they should do it, especially not when he's such a petulant little twit. He's terrible. Then Facebook gets accused. Um, Hold on. The White House is, um, is it Facebook? There's at one point where he accuses Facebook. He says, oh, it was this one. He says, the last time we went through this little dance, it ended in an insurrection. So I guess they were fighting back and forth with Facebook at the White House or in the deep state or something about content surrounding January 6th. And in another email, he literally accuses Facebook of being the place that January 6th was planned. And I said to that, a few points. Um, He says, I want some assurances based in data that you're not doing the same thing again here. Meaning... You know, I want to make sure, given me analytics, that the same thing isn't going on here that went on before January 6th. And then why didn't Facebook meet the same fate as Parler did after January 6th then, if, as per Rob Flaherty, all of this planning happened on on Facebook? Or are they just using that to attack Facebook to make them do what they want? Probably a little bit of both. And it's... Why did you let this go viral? This shouldn't be going viral. And Facebook saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It'll never happen again. We're trying. We're really trying. Separately from that, they also, Flaherty is trying to get them to be more strenuous in their censorship on WhatsApp. Facebook is, yeah. Facebook is telling them over and over, Frank, we don't see the chat messages on WhatsApp. They're encrypted end to end. We can't see them. However, we know how many times something's been forwarded and we know how many times something has been posted in a group. So things that are forwarded a lot because they're viral, we're blocking them and we're posting authoritative sources to COVID information because the government just has to be in your damn living room with five of your close friends in a group on WhatsApp. They even want to control your chat programs where you talk to your friends separately from social media. That's how ridiculous this is. Then... The reason why we have Flaherty's stuff at all is because he was identified in an email thread in other discovery. And you could tell from the emails he was identified in that he had a lot of information, was very involved in censorship. So they added him to the lawsuit. Go away, man. Sorry. What was that? A, a it's, a, it's a recycling garbage truck. truck. Yeah. So um, it's sitting right outside my window. So they, they add Flaherty to the case. And then Flaherty comes in. And this is... Crazy. There must have been a parody video or something put out of Jill Biden, Jill, J-I-L-L, on Twitter. So Jill Biden's office is is emailing back and forth with Twitter, trying to force them to remove this parody video. Hmm. Twitter comes back and says, there's nothing actionable here under our policies. We're not taking it down. Then the White House office, press office for the secretary, uh, for the first lady says, what about these terms? How does it not fit into these terms of service that you have right here? 
you should be removing that. It's it's so oh go to go to work. Just go to work. Oh my gosh. I would love to re- I would love to remove 70% of the internet. <laughs> you know? Oh, this is great. Yeah, if the internet were my computer, I'd be like, "Oh, it's trash. Let's just clear some space." Long story but- short on that one, it's the last one that I'll talk about today cuz there's a lot, but you guys can read it. They go back and forth. Finally, they're not getting anywhere with Twitter. So they call in Flaherty and say, hey, you know, Rob Flaherty, they're not listening to us. And he says, new to the thread here, but this all reads to me like you're bending over backwards to say that this isn't causing confusion on public issues. If the AP deems it confusing enough to write a fact check and you deem it confusing enough to create an event for it, how on earth is it not confusing enough for for it to at least have a label Total Calvin ball. I don't know what that means. Um, But now we we also expand our censorship to the literal first lady of the United States demanding that Twitter remove content that she just doesn't like for no other reason. And that's Missouri v. Biden so far. Um, Moving on from there. Huge, huge deal, guys. I mean, seriously, read that piece. It'll be in the show notes for you. But the next thing that's going on is Robert Kennedy Jr., who was also identified in this discovery, by the way. They went for him by name directly. He's suing the media, um, the legacy media for censorship. I, this is interesting. I, I don't know where it'll go, but let's watch. Bobby, thanks so much for coming up. Tell us what this suit seeks to do, if you don't mind. Thank you for talking. Uh, well, you and I know that from the Twitter files and that other information that's being released, that the White House and other government agencies were colluding with the social media sites and with other news organizations to censor criticism of government policies. This is something different. The Trusted News Initiative was a secretive cartel that involved the big legacy media companies that you mentioned, the Associated Press, Reuters, the Washington Post, and the BBC, and also the social media platforms, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, and Twitter. And it was an agreement that had two purposes. One was to suppress and censor any information, whether true or not, that departed from official government orthodoxies and government proclamations. I think probably the more motivating uh, uh, purpose of the cartel was revealed in one of the memos that we have obtained from BBC, which is to destroy their uh, rivals in the independent media. The, The BBC memo says to the other groups, and it was BBC, which is a government, a British government-owned news network. And it was the one that orchestrated this this secret uh, collaboration, anti-competitive collaboration. And what they said is, although we are ostensibly all rivals and competitors with each other, the existential threat to all of our business models comes from thousands of independent news sites who are now not only providing all this content that people are reading, but they're also diminishing trust in our organizations. And the way that we can destroy them 
they called stamp them out and choke them in this memo they use those phrases is to deny them platforms on the social media sites bam like exactly what happened to me like exactly what happened to me deny them platforms on social media take away their funding sources and they'll go away we didn't go away we didn't go away. I am dying to get into this lawsuit. I'm so excited to read what he's got because he's clearly got the goods. Um, guys, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Support us because, and, and you know, people like Frank too. We are like, it's crucial. They're scared of us. Let's continue this real quick. Because those, those platforms, they, you know, the, the, the viral movement of these news stories is critical for the business models of those smaller news providers. So what they said is anybody who departs from the official, from the trusted news, which is the official government narratives of WHO, CDC, and the White House, and Anthony Fauci, and NIH, we will make sure to identify them and to make sure that they are not given a platform. And again, Tucker, this had nothing to do with whether the, the statements were inaccurate. They use the word misinformation and they acknowledge this throughout as a euphemism for any statement that departs from official government orthodoxies. So that's the, that's the point right there. They were censoring things that were true. And that's when you cross into criminal propaganda, in my opinion. And we are rooting for you. Um, if anybody ever needed more vindication after publishing hundreds and hundreds of pieces, specifically on COVID, this right here was like an aha moment for me. I knew it, but hearing the BBC, a, a government-run news source, saying that to colleagues in real time. I know. <laughs> I mean, just, just keep fighting. Keep, keep fighting. Keep Keep fighting. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yes. Pentagon dropped the vaccine mandate for troops. It was part of that bill that was passed. What about retribution? Great question. Great question. Good, uh, good what question. What happens to all the people that were forced into it or didn't take it and were stripped of their pensions? Do they come back? Yeah, exactly. Dishonorably There's discharged? And, that, and that's, just in, that's just in the public sector. That's just in the in public in the uh, in 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 the military and in, in government, people who had their careers cut short because of something so immoral and unjust and illegal. And what uh, what wh what about lost time and pensions? And then that doesn't even start to scratch the surface of what people in the private sector have lost because of the trickle down effects of these ridiculous mandates you know i mean remember and it's the little things too forget about even just the the uh the the professional financial security uh aspect there too the social costs i remember i was telling you um it was i think early last year i think early 2021 or or, or two years ago it's somewhere around there lauren or yeah it might have been late 2021 lauren went to go to a salon in in rye for you know with her sister for her birthday to get their hair done 
And because of all the stuff going on, you had these these salon owners that they had their masks on because they didn't want to cause any problems. They put the mask on to go inside of the of the thing. And the salon owners asked them whether or not they are vaccinated. So they're asking for medical information mm-hmm. just to enter into a salon, which is not legal at all. And uh, and when they refused, they said, well, I'm, we're not a- answering that. They didn't even say no. They said, we're not answering that question. And they said, well, you can't be in here if you're not vaccinated. It's New York state law. No. Which it, it wasn't. So so you want to talk about the social costs where yeah. they start imp- they start imparting this tyrannical, ridiculous, hypochondriac mentality on little tyrants of small and medium sized businesses. They're not even employees, but the social costs of having people out there just making it up as they go along, not really one, not really considering what they're contributing to. I mean, th- that was going on. All th- Those are the unseen tolls that were paid. So many unseen tolls, too. There's so much. It's such a complicated issue to unpack. Um, I have a whole bunch of stuff left. I will motor through in the last 15 minutes. It's I told you it was going to be a packed show today. The American Heart Association study shows link between COVID vaccines and heart inflammation. New research and preprint at the American Heart Association's journal Circulation shows a link between free spike antigens produced by the mRNA COVID shots and a form of heart inflammation known as myocarditis. If you are a listener to the show, then none of this is shocking to you. We've known it for years. However, the studies are coming out. They did not find free-floating spike antigens in the 45 healthy asymptomatic age-matched vaccinated control subjects. Despite essentially indistinguishable antibody profiling and T-spell responses between the groups. And then the Epoch Times had a study that came out or a report that came out yesterday. One percent of students who received the Pfizer COVID vaccine had abnormal heart tests. Hundreds of young people who received Pfizer's vaccine at their school reported cardiac symptoms and a significant percent had abnormal electrocardiogram results. Researchers in Taiwan reported in a new study. And this this seems like it's an older report, but I, th- I could have sworn I've, I've read this before. New article, not new information. Um, 4,928 students included are in the, stu- in the study. 17% reported at least one cardiac system, and they followed these people along with medical testing on their hearts to come up with this. But... It's all just a coincidence, Frank. An Ohio student died of a heart attack at 17 of a coincidence. An Air Force football player died suddenly while walking to class, just a coincidence. Yep. We had a teen girl dying while playing at a local park, coincidence. A high school senior. Another another five-year-old was just reported on. High school senior suffers a heart attack at school, common, normal. Everybody, please stop it with your conspiracy theories. Teen girl dies while playing basketball. And this this came out and it's it's so it's so poignant. I'm just gonna play a little bit of it and I'll put the rest in the link here. Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, 
There's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. It goes on for another minute. You get the point. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, and, you know, th that actually goes hand in glove with that World Economic, the, the World Health Organization uh, deep dive that I sent you that people have been picking apart on 4chan and elsewhere about how um, how people should go out there and deal with these obvious these these obvious situations in a little bit more politically correct PR sense. I have it Public up on relations. screen right now. Yeah, is that's how something how, how it's been broken down, especially when it comes down to the most severe instances of sudden infant death syndromes, they call it after they've been given, you know, one shot or another. And and, and before you go into that, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a, a, a footnote from the quite frankly discord uh, revolution says, hey, Frank, tell Tracy that Calvin Ball is a reference to the cartoon strip Calvin and Hobbes where Calvin makes up the rules as the game goes on to fit his winning. Mm. Um, so there, there you go. Calvin and Hobbes, I remember. I okay. remember. I remember my well, WJR in the chat and everybody has uh, an unfortunate story like this. Everybody. My daughter's 22-year-old high school friend died alone on a toilet in a restaurant. Autopsy, enlarged heart. Nobody said a word. It's unacceptable. And it's happening, like I said the other day. This is happening to people on camera and in places where we can see. Can you imagine extrapolated out to the general population what's happening to people out there? And so they come out with a manual preparing for vaccine crisis. I don't know who this is. I can't validate it. I'm just putting it out there because Frank sent it to me. I will have to find this to substantiate. Yeah, blame it on me. It is your fault. To well, I mean, the link, it. the link to the, the, the WHO PDF is in there. That, oh, that, it is? That's just a that's just a thread of somebody breaking down certain pages. So it's literally in WHO doc. That's what I grabbed. That's what it, it looks pretty official to me. Hold on. I've been examining it. I lost my. Uh... Don't don't put it on the screen until you look at it. Uh, uh, until you look at it privately. Then we can always. No, do no. It on if, if you're saying that it's it's from the WHO, then I'm gonna I'm gonna well, go with it. You're making me double guess myself now. <laughs> So, so the hell with it. Remember, I'm not a journalist. I am just a internet surfing trash talker. If this is true, I want to write on it, Frank. I want to write a piece on this. Like, well, then, then re put put your crack team on it and and read it on off air and no, no, let no. me know what you. No, 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 no. We're doing this now. Here it is. Hold on. Hold on. World hurt. It's 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 euro .who .int. It's the first link there at the top of the. Thread. I got it. I opened up the PDF now. What do you think? I mean, so it, far it looks, looks real. Yeah. They spell programs the way they'd spell it over there. Who was this manual intended for? Guidance. It's a to it's a public relations uh, uh, manual. So. Wow. Okay. So we've got that. Let's take a look at this screenshot now. Assess potential impact. Assess whether the event has the potential to be a low, medium, or high impact on trust. I, this is completely plausible that this is real. <laughs> low potential impact. Examples. The vaccine is replaced with only a slightly reconfigured product like the FDA, EUA stuff. Events with no public attention or social media coverage. Medium potential impact. An event in another country like 
such as change of vaccine schedule with a vaccine used in your country. The event gets no media attention at the stage, but media attention could be anticipated. Minor AEFI or with unlikely link to vaccination with media coverage restricted to one local area. False claim made by a popular social media influencer that begins circulating in the country. Medium impact events may develop into high impact events if the situation changes, the response is not managed adequately and in time. So shut them up before it can get any bigger. Hi, death following vaccination, pending investigation, cluster of minor adverse events, events which involve children, the elderly, pregnant women, or vulnerable groups. The go down, go down, go down on the, in the original link I gave you. This is what happens if a baby dies after being vaccinated. I see a thread on Twitter. Is that what you want me to? No, 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 no. It's, it's the, 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 the EN dot. It's, hold on. It's the original link I sent you. Just go to the original link I sent you. I'm looking for my chat. Hold on. You you want me to send it to again? I got it. I got it. Okay. And don't forget that other one. Okay. Where am I going? So just, just I don't know, scroll down three, uh, I don't know, it's real quick. Let's see here. What do they find? It's right underneath. It's right above the actual screenshot oh, from 410. Yeah. I've got it. What happens if a baby dies after being vaccinated? An infant has died of sudden infant death syndromes within 24 hours of being immunized at a local health center. Preliminary evidence indicates no causal link between the death and the vaccine. Objective, to maintain or restore the public's trust in the administered vaccine and in the national immunization program, including in health workers. Actions to be taken. Possible actions, actions to be taken in this example may include the following. Communicate about the event as soon as possible about the outcome of the preliminary investigation on causality. Establish a 24-hour hotline to answer questions on vaccine safety and immunization. Engage community leaders. Engage with local media. Provide information on the overall immunization risk-benefit scale and the particular vaccine at local health posts and in community centers. So two things. Obviously, we know the risk-benefit scale. There is no risk-benefit scale. It's all risk. And the other thing there, too, is to uh, to uh, get out there and communicate as soon as possible about the outcome of preliminary investigation on ca causality assessment. Well, what do we know about uh, uh, preliminary investigations on this stuff? There are none. They yeah. refuse to even consider it. Yeah, and even when they do, they'll never prove causality. They just won't do it. Even if it exists, they won't do it. So that's all right. nonsense. It's just nonsense. What kind of an investigation is that? Refusing to consider it is not an investigation. Unbelievable unbelievable what else did i have real quick oh real quickly before well i've got four minutes we're going to play the bad lip reading you sent to end the show um but we're going to end the show first and keep the live going because people at home won't get it um people listening on podcasts won't get it um matt gates went in and said hey i'd like for c-span to please broadcast the actual gallery of the house throughout the process, not just the day, the dais. I want it to be transparent and open. And he's, he's putting a bill up to vote to allow C-SPAN to do that. Of course, C-SPAN wants to do it because C-SPAN had more viewers on that reality television drama than ever before. But CNN covered this. Um, interesting. There's another interesting thing that Congressman Matt Gates did. He filed an amendment today to the rules package, which would allow C-SPAN the kind of access to film the activities on the floor of the House, like we saw uh, last week, 
they, that, was that was taken away once uh, Speaker McCarthy became Speaker. Then the government resumed control of the cameras, just aiming towards the front, not towards the seats. Um, uh, Gates telling me, quote, the current pool view of the Congress is antiquated and boomerified. My amendment will allow C-SPAN cameras on the House floor during proceedings, bringing greater transparency and humanizing the entire process. As journalists, we always favor the you know more transparency. I have to say, I found the the video gripping yes. uh, and, and engrossing. It probably Which made one? people more interested in what's going on. You I, like it? I, yeah. I mean, I have to say, I never thought I would say this sentence. I agree with Matt Gates. <laughs> we want finally some common some common ground we finally have something we agree on <laughs> come on because literally everything else we do not agree on literally there's nothing else on the earth zero we can find any nothing we are of different species and uh, our highlight today from the Citizen Free Press highlight reel go to citizenfreepress.com is from Ron DeSantis the huge rhino out of florida um saying this people acknowledge that you know they're they do this thing in davos they're doing it next week all these elites come in um you know the world economic forum and basically um you know their vision is they run everything and everybody else is just like a surf like a peasant they say they're going after energy esg all these other things and you see the biden administration wants the the next gas stoves are you kidding me? Like we need—I want gas stoves. I mean, imagine like you. How many people had the hurricane come through, didn't have power right away, but were able to turn on uh, some? So you, you cannot go down this road. But that's exactly uh, what they want to do, and it's really weakening uh, Western society, Western values. But underlying a lot of that is the CCP. You know, those people are there; they're elites. But you know, G. Is, is really um, is, is really kind of the, the puppet behind the curtain on a lot of this stuff. So very, very problematic, I think, in the direction they want to go. And what I've said in Florida is, is that type of stuff coming out of Davos, uh, those policies are, are dead on arrival in the state of Florida. He, he's just horrible, Frank. I, 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 he's terrible. I mean, I, I don't I know. Would, I would literally, no, I wouldn't kill. I, I don't want to say that. But the things I would do, to have the spirit of this rhino I know inhabit the body of the beaver lady from Albany <laughs> would be amazing. If I can hear anything like that come out of the beaver lady's beaver mouth, I would I would be beside myself. I don't I know how to... anybody can support him after this. I really don't. No, no. No, it's he's he's just he just committed su career, career suicide. suicide. I mean, how could Again. You... Ah, I hope that everybody's hearing this sarcasm drip from me because the real question is how can a man kill himself so many times <laughs> he's terrible governor terrible anyway all right we're gonna end the the audio version right now sorry if you guys want to check this out you can check us out on rumble i don't want to bore you with audio that you can't see the video for so thank you so much for joining us today you have been listening to the dark to light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, live on Rumble and Getter. And don't forget to check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. at QuiteFrankly.tv. Say later. Later. Okay.